the blast from our past network. Talking back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back. This week, we are going to be reviewing Superman Red Sun, which is a three-issue miniseries from 2003. So comic book, comic book time. Hey, Dean, how's it going? I bet you're happy that it's comic book time because I, if I recall correctly, comic book time makes you feel happy and nice inside. It does. You're correct. I am happy that it's comic book time. Also, I'm happy that it's this comic book because I have so many comic books that are just like the the greatest comic books ever. You know, when I got into comics, I just went out and bought everything, looked up a list of all the best comics and just bought them all and just threw them all on my shelf. Haven't read them all. uh, So I was happy to uh, read this one for this episode because I hadn't read it before, even though I've owned it since basically like the beginning since I started getting really into comics. So never pulled it out to read. Very happy that I got to read it uh, for the podcast today. Okay, cool. Quick synopsis here of what's going on. Instead of Kansas, the ship carrying baby Superman lands in the Ukraine. Superman is introduced to the world during the 1950s Cold War as a Soviet asset, causing panic in the United States. Yeah. And probably, it's not, it doesn't say it here, but probably Canada as well. Well, there's probably a lot of panic in Canada as well, yeah. I would have panicked being a yeah. Canadian. Yeah, we're just like the, we're the little brothers to the States. So like, we just like look and see what they're doing. If they're panicking, we're right. panicking too. It, if yeah, they're yeah, like, that's If they're true. calm, we're calm too. That's the assumption is whatever they're doing, we're doing as well. We just do it yeah. a little bit later. We wait for them to do it first and then we follow suit. Right. Because if we yeah. don't, they'll blow us up. Ah, oh, shit. And steal all our resources. What if Superman landed in Canada? Oh, now? see, that would that, be, that'd be a boring comic. No, 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 that needs to be written. Actually, yeah, it would be so boring. Yeah. He'd be like, I don't know. I feel like he wouldn't be much different than he is in this comic, actually. Yeah, maybe. Just, yeah. just more fishing. I was going to say he might get really good at fishing. That's yeah. exactly what I, I was going to say. He'd start to enjoy fishing a lot. <laughs> yeah. Some of our beer would knock him on his ass. That's true. That's true. He's just he's just used to that that uh, American beer, but the Canadian beer it's gonna get him. What did you think of this overall, Dean? You uh, you likey you likey the story? Yes, I did like this comic. Um, all I knew about it was basically what you said. What if Superman landed in Russia? Uh, I thought he was gonna be like evil. Like yeah, same. I, for some reason, I th- I thought that that's what the angle of the book was. Um, that's not the angle of the book at all. He's still Superman. It's just like he's got a different idea uh, of the world, I guess. Uh, but it's like he's he's a communist, but he's not evil. Um, so yeah, I thought that it was really interesting. I w- I was really into it. I really liked it. It was a lot. It was a lot more like serious. And like kind of deep than I thought it would be with a lot more like characters than I thought there would be, even though I heard that it was so good and it's like, oh, you have to read it. You know, it's it's uh, it's one of the great super Superman comics. I still wasn't really expecting what I got and I really enjoyed what I got. 
Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I'm not going to be throwing out words like greats, all-time all Superman greats. Um, I'll just state that up front. I mean, I, I enjoyed my time with it, but, you know, I, it was it was okay. For me, it was okay. Lots okay. Of, like, I really liked the um, the idea, and then yeah. I felt like they could have executed the idea way better. Mm, um, okay. Like, they're trying to tell a really epic story here that takes place across like 80 years. And then eventually, you know, as we learn much longer than that, even, but I think the book was a bit too heavy on politics for too long. Um, like I, this is a three issue comic series. So I thought this was going to move pretty quick. It is very heavy with, with dialogue. And oh, yeah. those three issues are like 50 pages each. So it's yeah. like, they kind of like they kind of trick you there. In my opinion, a, th a three issue comic series should be about ninety pages. This one was like one hundred and forty, so it's very long. Um, yeah, as I mentioned, lots of text. They do have lots of superheroes in there, but I yeah. would have preferred more superhero time, less political time. I don't think that the politics did very much in the book for how much they talked about all that shit. What did that really do for us? Not a lot. Or for me, it didn't do much, much at all. You know, it was there and I get it, but why, why spend so much time on that? I, I guess it's just like, what if you taught Superman about communism? He'd probably like the idea because he'd probably like, you know, a world that was run by him that he could, uh, sort of like control all of the, make sure that no one's hungry, make sure everyone has a job. He can control everything about everyone. And so I thought it was, I don't know. I thought it was a pretty good idea. I know what you're talking about. It was like, it was a slow, uh, it, it was slow at times. There was lots of politics, lots of like dialogue, uh, lots of text on the pages. Um, I, yeah, I enjoyed it for what it was because I, I didn't think it would be that. And it kind of surprised me in a good way for me. Yeah, it was written by Mark Millar. So one of the all-time greats, the guy knows what he's doing. So who am I to tell him uh, that I don't like it? But I did like it. I, I I quite enjoyed it. I just would have. Yeah. I don't know. I would have preferred they just tried something a bit different. I don't know. I get what you're saying. I, I, I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with like Mark Millar's name on the book because he is like a heavy action book creator, you know, like he makes, he makes books that like have so much action in them and are, have like really cool ideas. And then this is like, there's action in it, but it's very short. Like the action scenes are very short. It's more about the others building the world around it. I think if you're going to take an idea this big, you gotta go really big with it. And I feel like they tried to go big, but all of their big moments sort of failed for me for some reason um, until we get to the ending. The ending was just fucking awesome. But okay, cool. all, all yeah. the all the moments, like the, the beats throughout the book that are supposed to be hitting with me didn't really hit. Like I didn't really care hmm. enough about the characters because I think the time that should have been spent building up the characters was, built, was spent on this political bullshit and... It interfered with it interfered with with uh, what I was looking for in the book. So okay, I, I don't yeah. know. Great idea, love the idea. Yeah, but 
I mean, I'll, I'll say their big twist at the ending. I'm not going to like spoil that quite yet, but that big twist at the ending, they should have spent way more time with that in the book. That 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 comprised of like one or two pages. That should have been 20 or 30 pages in this book because it's such right. a cool idea. Why just save yeah. it for this tiny little nugget at the end? Um, I get that you're trying to blow people's minds and it did, but you could still blow their minds and give them a, like expand on it so much more. So right. I don't know. Um, again, I really did like this book, but I just think, yeah, it was a bit of like a, I don't know, misdirection or. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like I'm sounding really negative about it, but I really did enjoy it. You're, you're just getting your feelings across, Tim. I, I totally understand. <laughs> okay. I, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. I, I like it. Be, I like it because I've been like really into um, fantasy novels lately, and those are a lot about like the politics going on. So I've been like thinking about that kind of stuff a lot. So the idea that Superman, you know, might become a leader in Russia was an interesting concept that I really liked digging into. But I get all the points you're making. Like, all the points you're making are completely valid. Yeah. Um, I really loved the cover design of the of the comics. Oh, uh, yeah. It's in the style of constructivism, which is like a Russian-developed art style or art movement. Ah. Um, from the early 1900s. Uh, it reminded me of futurism. I think it also has some elements of that. But really, really cool covers. The rest of the book was very nice as well. I thought they constructed the pages very well. Um, there was an interesting mix of extremely detailed panels and then panels that barely had any detail at all. And I thought it made the for like a it made for like a nice flow to the book because at times I was allowed to really study pages and then at other times I was allowed just to kind of speed past them. And I liked the feeling of that as I was reading. Like a background could be a super elaborate machine with hundreds of wires, you know, plugging into all different areas. Or uh, a background could be as simple as a solid color and they do nothing with it but a solid color. So yeah, um, I enjoyed that. But my beef with the art, now they have four different artists on it. So I would say... They did a great job of like keeping the book cohesive, having four people yeah. on it. But again, with an idea like this, I would have loved if they went for it. Like if they really mm. just tried a really unique or interesting style to kind of supplement this really cool idea that Superman is part of Russia now. And they did it in those covers. And I would have liked to see those covers kind of moving through the the book a little bit. Let's see a little bit of that art in these pages. I think it really would have been impactful, but they didn't do that. And that while the art was great, um, again, it just fell a little bit flat with this big idea, not really surfacing um, in the way that I thought it should have. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. Um, it's like you said, the art is good. It's very good art and it's, it's good for this book, but uh, it's a little boring, I guess, might, might be the word. It's a little house style. It, you open up a DC comic, comic, it's what you expect to see. Yeah. Uh, so I, I would have liked, uh, you and I like the more 
you know, a little bit more artistic than that. Um, something a little bit off the wall, something that looks a little unique to the book. I agree with you, especially seeing those covers, you open it up expecting, I, I at least I did, because I'd seen that cover of the book for so long, just not opening it up, but like seeing the cover and, and thinking like, oh, you know what? I got to read that soon. I got to read that eventually. And then opening it up and seeing that it's just kind of, yeah, plain art. I, I agree. I, I wish it was something something else. What What I did like about the art is that when the different superheroes came in, I found that they like made the pages um, kind of unique to those superheroes. So like when Batman's in the book, the pages are like Batman pages. Like you can, everything's a little bit darker and it's got like its own, its own kind of color to it. When um, Wonder Woman's in it, everything's a little bit brighter. And uh, I just thought that that, that stuff caught my attention the most out of anything, but I did find myself kind of, um, being like lulled by the art because it wasn't nothing was really sticking out to me except for kind of those specific moments. Yeah, well, you're speaking about the colorist who I wanted to shout out because uh, the colors were probably my favorite part of this book. Um, yeah, Paul Mounts, uh, fantastic job. This guy goes all over the color spectrum with uh, with his colors. Now, I do just want to you know back up for a second and say like regarding the art style, I get it. You know, the covers yeah. are this like really unique art style and you can do that. You can have a guy make the covers in that art style, but it's going to take him more time because, you know, he or she's probably not used to that style. So they have to bend their own style into this new style of uh, constructivism. So I get that it might be nearly impossible for for artists all to change their art style to this completely different style for this comic book. So I understand what I'm asking for is too much. I'm just um, saying how I feel about it. Cool. Now the story, it starts with Superman being 30 years old and the U S is learning of his existence in Russian hands and everyone in America are losing their shit uh, reports are slowly trickling in about his powers. I really enjoyed this. It's kind of like word word of mouth is spreading about this right. super character. And, you know, some people are like, his eyes can see through walls and they can also fire laser beams. And then that's all they think. And then a new report will come in because somebody witnessed yeah. something else. He has super strength and then super speed comes in and then, oh, he can fly too. And he can see us from space. I, I thought they did a good job of um, escalating how yeah. they noticed his powers. Um, yeah, that was that yeah, was definitely. neat. And I mean, it, it only took place over maybe a page or two, but I thought they did a good job of um, making it feel like it was being learned at a slow pace. Yeah, even like throwing in a little bit of uh, making it a little like lighthearted with like kind of a joke where. They're like super breath. Like, what even is yeah, that? Like, yeah. what? How could you have super breath or whatever they were saying? Uh, yeah. So it makes it a little more, a little more fun as they're as they're all like discovering the different powers. It was a uh, yeah. It was a good good couple pages. So Lois Lane is Lois Luther. Her husband. Uh oh. Her husband Lex Luther is the world's smartest man. I enjoyed uh, throughout the book how over exaggerated. Luther's intelligence is one of my most favorite parts of the book. 
I love it. I love that. I love that he's always playing chess. Always. Yeah, it starts with him. He's playing multiple games of chess at one time while reading a book. Yeah. And uh, they let us know that he's come up with a formula to balance the U.S. budget. He realizes he doesn't know how to lip read, so he learns how to do that in a couple hours, um, among all these other intelligent things that they show us uh, that he can do. So very smart character and very set now on figuring out how to destroy Superman. Oh, yeah. So we get some early narration from Superman, and this is what you were alluding to earlier and was my feelings as well, is that we realize he's not evil. Um, I just sort of assumed he would be, but he's just Superman in another country. He says he was never a weapon. He's only ever fought for what he thought was right. And we watch him save Metropolis from a falling satellite. Um, So he kind of just cares for all people. Yeah. So that like that, that's really interesting because that was like Luther's first test. Um, well, not a test. Luther knew he would, like all of the, all of America was talking about how he was evil or he could be evil, but Luther kind of knew that he wasn't and wanted to get something off of like the satellite. So he he like knocked the satellite out of the sky on American soil and Superman goes in to save it. So that, that's good. Like, yeah, that was good uh, for us, like narratively to see that, oh yeah, Superman, like he's just out there to save everyone. He just happens to live in Russia. Right. And what Luther wanted off that satellite was, I imagine Superman's DNA. He wanted him to grab that satellite yeah, so that he could retrieve his DNA because... What Lex does is he takes that DNA and he makes Bizarro Superman as right, yeah. in an attempt to make a super of their own that could defeat Superman. So, I mean, what did you think of Bizarro in this book? They actually, I will say, they, they, they do give us quite a bit of time with Bizarro. There are some characters that come up in the book and... We don't get a lot of time with them. Wonder Woman, she's in it quite a bit, but she's only in it for like a page or two here and there. Um, this was like a big chunk with Bizarro. So I felt yeah. like, I actually felt like he was the character we spent the most time with just because they put his chunk all in a row rather than breaking it up throughout right. the book. Um, For me, Bizarro's fine in this book. I don't love Bizarro in this book because I kind of really like bizarro in other things uh there's other comic books that i i really do enjoy bizarro in and i like his thing i like his shtick i like his like talking backwards his whole his whole goofiness about him and that's just not in here at all he talks like one time in sort of kind of backwards i think but um so to me bizarro was just fine could have actually been some other character uh, when I was kind of like excited to to see Bizarro do his thing and he didn't really do it. So yeah, to me, Bizarro is just fine in this one. Yeah. I mean, what I really liked about Bizarro was his death and it's because he yes. sacrifices himself to save a city from a bomb. So yeah. even though Luther made this character to, to be like the anti-Superman, just by using Superman's DNA, that like altruistic value is still instilled in Bizarro 
and he has to save the people and he does it and it, yeah. at the cost of his own life. So I, I did really like that a lot. That part was awesome. I did love that. So uh, Russia's president, Stalin, ends up dying and Russia needs a new president and they want that to be Superman. But Superman does not want that. He pushes back for a really long time about that until he sees um, his old friend, Lana, like Lana Lang, but now it's like Lana Lawachowski or something, right? Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, And he sees her. She's on the street hungry. Her her child is on the street hungry. There's a bunch of people who are living on the street hungry. And he thinks he can make a difference for those people. So he agrees to be president of Russia. Yeah, he's he was like you at the beginning. He's like, politics? Boring. Yeah. Get that out of here. Yeah. He's like, I just like saving people from trains right. and, and boats from exploding. Get these politics out of here. But yeah, he sees this is what I thought was kind of interesting. I started to I started to like it here because, yeah, he sees that there's people hungry and there's no way for them to get food. And he's like, OK, well, maybe if I was in charge, I could fix this entire thing. Uh, so I, I did like this uh, this idea. So something the book does is they jump through large gaps of time. Yeah. So we get like a 20-year jump here, 20 years into the future. And Superman is now president of the world. So the whole world has fallen in line, except the U.S. Right. Obviously. And then, obviously, and then they throw in Chile for some reason. <laughs> why? Why not? I don't know. Why not just make it the U.S.? Like, I feel like it's more impactful if it's just the U.S. who hasn't fallen in line. Yeah. Why even say Chile? And then that's it's never spoken of again. Like, I have no idea. I really don't know. I have no. There might be a joke on politics. I don't know. I know. Oh, I know maybe. nothing. I, I don't know enough about what's going on in the world to know if that's a joke or not. But I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, Superman is doing well. He has eliminated poverty, disease, and ignorance. Yeah. He eliminated <laughs> ignorance. The most disgusting thing of all. How did he do it? I don't know. Um, there's a great moment in the book here, though, where Brainiac is like a, a character who's doing stuff with Superman. He's kind of like, yeah, I can't, is he working with Superman or he's just a, he's there yeah. existing? Anyways, um, he shrinks Stalingrad, which is a city with like 8 million people, um, <laughs> and he puts it in a jar. And yep. that's how it's going to stay forever. So that, that yep. city never comes back to normal size. He shrinks it down. Nobody can figure out how to bring it back. Like Brainiac is so smart that it's impossible to like make the city big again. Only he can do it. But I really liked how, like what they were talking about in the book is that he doesn't even know how to do it. He doesn't know how to make it bigger because that's right. not in his programming. His programming right. isn't about like, undoing something he's done it's about i'm doing things for a purpose undoing it is not in my programming so like superman like went to him he like ripped his head off even or like tried to get yeah. him to make it big again then ripped his head off and searched through his like microchips and said he couldn't find anything about making it big again 
I, I that was a really cool idea. And yeah. this book is full of really, really cool ideas. So I, I do want to yeah. say that like there are so many times I was like kind of blown away with their this grandiose idea. This was one of them. Because uh, I haven't really, I haven't read a lot of Brainiac, but I have seen a lot of Brainiac in different types of media, um, like um, animated shows and uh, some some comic books and stuff like that. But this has never been an element of him that I've him it isn't it. Um, this, is, this is an element I've never come across before, but is makes a lot of sense and is so cool. So Luther has attempted to kill Superman three hundred and six times. Um, he's created many super criminals to try to destroy him. Yeah. And, and they've all, not they just brainiac. Failed. He's he, like, he just keeps going. He keeps trying. He keeps making new supers to, to attack. Batman shows up. He is in charge of a terrorist organization. I thought that was fun. Oh, so fun. I'm a huge fan of Batman in this book. Like I, I really like him. Same. Um, I wanted more. Now, I will say yeah. he was in it enough. I'm not saying they didn't put Batman yeah. in it enough. He is in it quite a bit. Very cool storyline. I just love Batman so much, and I love the Batman v Superman vibe so much that I would have taken a whole book of Batman, or sorry, Superman Red Sun versus Batman. Like it was just, it's just so much fun to watch that I just wanted more. So. Everything was cool, but um, I'm selfish and I want more. Yeah, I was expecting more because of how the book sort of sets up Batman. And then so when we don't get more, uh, I was also just really impressed with how, uh, like, I guess Mark Millar got to that end. Like, to just be like, well, there's going to be no more Batman in this book. Uh, I liked how that came about. So I was I was totally satisfied with the entire sort of Batman arc that was in this, in the middle of this book. Yeah, yeah, same. And it kind of like injected it with a little life in the middle. You know, you're getting deep into the politics at that point. So then you just like get it, give it a little life with throwing Batman in here. And it, it yeah, it, it brought me back around in this one and, and gave me like the, the energy to keep pushing till the end. Yeah, no doubt. They do some cool stuff with Batman. Yeah. Um, but Superman won't kill Batman, even though he's like blowing stuff up and doing all this like bad stuff. Superman says he doesn't want his legacy built on the bones of the dead. So this is like the, yeah. you know, the Superman who's wanting to do good. He doesn't want to kill people to like make the world the way that he wants it to be. He wants it to kind of happen naturally, as naturally as possible. Now, Batman is able to capture Wonder Woman, who's sort of been a friend to Superman in this book, and he uses her for bait to catch Superman. And what did, what did you think of this part? This is kind of like, um, this is the big battle between Batman and Superman that you're yeah. kind of expecting and sort of culminates with the end of Batman. Yeah, I really like this part. So Batman, like... Um sets up the same conditions as Krypton uh, with like the, the red sun and everything. Um, he's got like some lights on, uh, on Superman so that he has no powers at all. So I really liked it. I like when Batman like punches Superman in the face and really like clock some Superman's a little confused, but like, okay, whatever you're, you're not as strong as me, but then yeah, has no power at all. So the whole plan is that Batman has like devised a, a little, a little cell 
that Superman will then stay in and won't be able to get out because of the environment that's up up top um, on the surface. Uh, so I yeah, I, I really liked this. I thought this was great. Um, unfortunately, Superman gets out of it immediately uh, because Wonder Woman is tied up with her with the lasso of truth, and she. Superman tells her she must break it in order to go like take out the generator that's causing that red that red sun and she does it even though like it's part of her like the lasso's kind of like part of her so breaking it kind of took something away from her and uh she did it broke it broke the generator and so then Batman just had a like a grenade inside of his inside of his chest and he just blew it up because he wasn't going to fight Superman so I did like that end like I liked the end of Batman just being like always prepared and he's like okay if this doesn't work and i have to fight superman i'm just gonna blow myself up <laughs> so and also like as like a um as a symbol too that's batman's thing right so he's like oh fine i'm gonna die a martyr you know i'm gonna blow myself up in this fight yeah i loved it i loved um loved his death um and it did work as a martyr because you kind of see yeah. like later on in the book many other batmen arise because of his death <laughs> and like yeah brainiac rounds them up and he like reprograms their brains but right. there instead of there being one batman there ended up being a whole bunch of like a whole bunch of them yeah i was trying to follow the superman and brainiac relationship in this book because it seems like brainiac is sort of allowed to be working with superman earlier in the book but then when he shrunk stalingrad superman like ripped his head off but then as we jumped 20 years into the future, now Superman and Brainiac are working together again. And I don't I don't yeah. recall the book telling us anything about what happened there. Um, so that was a little bit confusing. But basically with the two of them teamed up now, the Earth has six billion communists on it. Right. Every adult has a job. Every child has a hobby. The entire population enjoys eight hour eight hours of sleep a night. Crime doesn't exist, accidents never happen, and nobody complains. Sounds great. Unfortunately, America is still a war zone, and right. 350 million people are on the brink of starvation. Yeah. So, you know, this is obviously building on how great of a president of the world Superman is, right? He's making positive change everywhere. Yes, everything is great. Everything is is working. I mean, he eliminated ignorance. It doesn't even exist anymore, Tim. It's amazing. It's incredible. That's incredible. It's incredible. And you know what's incredible? Is that, I mean, I, I sort of chose this book at random. And okay. in the year of time travel, this book delves into some time travel. Ooh, okay. Yeah, nice. More on that later. But I thought that was nice. amazing. I found that amazing. Yeah, totally. Speaking of amazing things. Now, Luther has found Green Lantern tech and creates an army of Green Lanterns and he hides them in the Phantom Zone. This is another really, really awesome idea in the book is that Luther has access to the Phantom Zone and that's where he's hiding his army so that Superman can't see it. Because Superman can see everything, he can hear everything. So where do you hide from Superman? You hide in the Phantom Zone. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's awesome. One of my most favorite moments in the book here is 
A giant green alien attacks Stalingrad. But then I remember Stalingrad was shrunk down and placed in a jar. And we see Superman talking to like this general or whoever <laughs> in Stalingrad. Yeah. And the guy's complaining about the filter tubes. Like you gotta you gotta watch the filter tubes, he's saying. We need your help, Superman. Where were you? And it's at that moment I realize this giant green alien is probably just like a dust mite or something yeah. that made its way into the jar, but is so huge in their world. It's just wreaking havoc and destroying buildings and nobody can stop it. And just another one of these really, really great ideas that they, they throw in here. Well, yeah. Cause it, it's also showing you that like Superman now as like the president of the world, he's got every single person on his mind, right? He's like trying right, to right. trying to make sure that he can save every single person, but he's forgotten about the little bottle of six million people where if a little bug gets in, is going to destroy and kill many, many of those people. So he just didn't even clock that a bug went in. He wasn't he wasn't checking the filter as often as he should because now he has, you know, the whole entire world. He has six billion people to manage now that he he let a little bug in there and it wreaked havoc and he felt so bad for it. And oh yeah. It was such a great part. He was like, I'm never gonna I'm never gonna let that happen again. He's like, I'll yeah. I'll do everything in my power to never let a like a little tiny minuscule bug crawl through the filter. And he re-promises to like get their city back to this, its original size, even though he doesn't know how to that, do it. That moment hurt him. He was like, Yeah. The look in his eyes, he was like taken aback. He's like, Wow, I wasn't yeah. able to like help some people for the first time ever. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the Green Lanterns kind of finally coming to attack Superman, which is Lex's plan here? He's like, the Green Lanterns have to be more powerful than Superman. And he's got hundreds of them. You know, he's got probably a close to a thousand Green Lanterns. Yeah. Uh, what, what did you think of them in this book? So I, I, I did like the Green Lantern fight because it was so quick. And the, a lot of the fights and a lot of the things that this book does, it, it does zoom through it. So they are things that are done really quick. But I liked that the Green Lantern fight was quick because, like, they're trying to break, like, they, they need to use their mind and they have this plan that they're going to put Superman in a safe and then they're going to make, like, infinitely smaller safes inside that safe. And then the next person's going to make a smaller safe inside that safe. And it's going to be so, so small and so many safes that Superman will never be able to break out of it. And it's just like their their focus is wavering because they can't focus enough on the safe. <laughs> like their one guy's thinking of like the TV show he watched last night. <laughs> and it's like there's no way that just like a an, an army of these regular guys trying to use their like imagination and green lantern power can contain Superman. So I do like that a lot of these fights end up being super quick because they they make it more realistic of Superman's like power um, where often comics will try to like drag that out and you're like I don't know Superman probably would have this fight in 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 no time so I did like that this one was quick they had a plan they went in they went for the plan and as soon as it failed as soon as he broke out of the safe they were done and they had nothing I can see how that quick battle would have been enjoyable I was sort of looking for a bit of a longer battle this is another sort of one of the weird things that just left me 
feeling not all that pleased with the comic was he just like doesn't have any problem with villains anymore. Like anybody who attacks him is not really a problem. He's just easily able to wipe them out. I don't know. It just, it it felt weird. Like I would have liked to, they did throw in the Batman, like Batman kind of caught him for a second or two, but yeah, nobody else did anything to him. There was never any no. sort of battle at all. No, they like the 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 lanterns had this big plan. It was Luther's like last Hail Mary. Luther was like, I got it. Like I got the lanterns. We're good. This is gonna this is gonna be how we get Superman. But they were just defeated so quickly. He wipes out close to a thousand lanterns. He beats Wonder Woman, who comes with the Amazons to fight him. And he yeah, beats yeah. every single super criminal that Luther has made that the U.S. lets free to come and fight Superman. He beats them all at the same time, effortlessly, and In and seconds. the book doesn't even really show us him doing it, which was a kind of like that's kind of like these are superhero moments, these are super battles I want to see, yeah. and the book just ignores them. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think about that? Like. W- do you want to see a big battle there with I'd like to see a bit of a, a bit more fighting happening like a lost chance for excitement there a big battle would have been great I just think that like it's really not what they were going for so I did I did like that he was just able to easily destroy them um but I understand that it's like every every sort of battle up to this point is like a letdown cuz superman just destroys everybody so quickly um so yeah it's i i'm like i I think a battle's coming so i think it's gonna be pages of fighting and then it's over like pretty quickly and i'm just kind of i guess i'm just rolling with the punches at that point because mostly up to this point everything's been different than i thought it was going to be so i just be like okay like superman in this world is just gets it done like just there's there's no fights you can't you can't stop him. He just gets it done. But of course, it would be more fun if there was a big battle with a, like thousands of lanterns, the Amazons coming in, all of the criminals that Luther made. Obviously, that would have been way more fun if we actually saw something there. Yeah, I guess it's just not really what I'm used to seeing because he they 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 make a point of showing us there's like close to a thousand Green Lanterns, and he wins the battle by like punching one of them, and we see like one of them kind of like explode, and then that's the end. That's like our cue that the battle is over, but that's not quite enough for me. Like I, I need to see more. I, I, there were, there wasn't just one of them. There was a thousand of them. So I need to see what you do when 300 of them like get on top of you. And I don't know. Yeah. Just this, this book is full of like, I have beefs and then there's things I love. It's like a, yeah. So it's a weird combination. I found myself loving it at times more than anything and then like not really being into it at the same time. Yeah. Well, it's not really like an action book. And so they set up a lot of opportunities for that. They set up a lot of cool ideas and a lot of opportunities where we're hyped for the fight. And then it's just over. Like it's, there's no action in it. So yeah, I I totally understand. I think, I think if all those big action pieces were in it, I would like it even more. Yeah. So uh, Brainiac is finally able to convince Superman that taking the U.S. by force is the way to go. Superman's been avoiding that this whole time. Gets talked into it after these lanterns attack. 
and they sort of like take over. Superman is about to destroy the Pentagon. Lois is there with a letter from Lex. And I was very, very excited for this letter because they, they built the anticipation up with this letter really well um, without us even really knowing. There was just a moment earlier in the book where Brainiac says something like, I think Luther shows up to, just when the Green Lanterns did, Luther did as well, shows up to Superman. Yeah. And Brainiac like grabs him and pulls him into his giant machine because he says to Superman, like, Luther's a, a level nine intelligence. And he says within something like within 14 seconds, he would have defeated you verbally. So in 14 four, minutes, he would have convinced you to commit suicide. Okay, 14 minutes. Yeah. Which is, that's, that's such a cool idea. So Brainiac's protecting yeah. Superman. He's like, you can't speak with him. So yeah. to see here that Lex has left a letter for Superman, I'm just thrilled to see what this letter is going to say. And it says... Why don't you just put the whole world in a bottle, Superman? Question mark. And this absolutely triggers Superman. And he realizes he's bullying a less developed species with what he's doing. And he he wants out. He wants to back out of everything. He tells Brainiac to stand down. Brainiac doesn't want to. Yeah, Superman ends up whatever destroying Brainiac. He has to fly him out into outer space because Brainiac um, is some... <laughs> this is fun. Brainiac is comprised of six mini black holes, which are powering him. So right. if you kill Brainiac, there's going to be a massive, massive implosion of some sort. So Superman has to fly him right. way out yeah. into outer space to, to destroy him. Yeah. And we just sort of assume Superman gets destroyed at the same time. Now, getting to the end here, Luther is elected president, and he quickly sets up a global United States that Moscow ends up joining. Uh, this is like 40 years after. This is another giant time jump. Uh, now that Moscow doesn't have Superman, they're like, okay, sure, Lex Luthor will join you. Uh, all types of illness are beaten now by Luther. A man invents a pill so humans don't need to sleep anymore. At the age of 75, Luther creates a one-world government comprised of artists, writers, philosophers, and scientists. By the age of 120, the entire solar system has been colonized. The triple has replaced the couple. That was an interesting one. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? That was a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> it's a triple now? The triple? Okay. Not just two? Not just a couple, more people. <laughs> that was funny. And the average man would live for 800 years. Wow. So Luther is doing better as president than Superman did. He is. That's true. On his deathbed, Lex is asked what his greatest accomplishment was. And he says, defeating the alien. And then he dies. So I love how Lex is just a purist. Like, hates aliens. This guy, yeah. good or bad, hates aliens. Oh, yeah. And I like that early, early in the book. He was like, if only this guy would have landed in America, we could have been friends. It's like, no, Lex, you're always going to hate him. True. Then we see Superman dressed as Clark Kent at Luther's funeral. He says, in many ways, Superman did die on the outer reaches of the solar system. 
and that for the first time he could sit back and see the wonders of the world through human eyes. So I, I liked this. I liked that as soon as Superman steps back, Luther, the human, steps in and does better than him. Yeah, true. And all Superman had to do is just like, let the earth be the earth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I really liked, like just to go back to the letter, I really liked that part because we had just had Superman really broken about this little community or this is like city that's in a bottle. And he's like, how could Brainiac do that? Why would you do that? And then he has done the same thing to the entire world. He's put the whole world in a bottle. Yeah, sure. Everything's great in the little thing, but he has so much power that he's just controlling it. And, and it has to go right. Like everything goes right as long as he's there controlling it. He's like, people aren't wearing seatbelts anymore. You know, people, they, they're going on boats without life jackets anymore because he has to be there to control it. So he's just put people in a bottle. So yeah, I really like this. He steps back. Luther steps in and does even a better job. I like that when Brainiac puts them in the bottle, Superman like essentially destroys him. I know he comes back like 20 years later and he's a part of the yeah. book again, but Superman basically out of anger destroys Brainiac for what he did. And then when Superman realizes that he's done the same thing, he basically essentially destroys himself. He flies yeah. off into outer space with Brainiac. Everybody thinks he gets destroyed. And for all intents and purposes, he is destroyed because he's no longer Superman. He is just living the life of like Clark Kent here. Yeah, for sure. Now, here at the end, the very end, they hit us with an absolutely incredible and elaborate time loop plot where they tell us the Luther descendants continued to gain intelligence through the generations. And they gave us like a whole bunch of examples of how this one was smarter than the next one. And the next one was smarter than the next one. And this one more than that. And that one more than this. And this one more than who and who more than they. And whatever, I'm going too far. But basically <laughs> we get to a far, far distant future where we learn one of the Luther descendants is named Jor-El. And Jor-El's planet is in danger of being destroyed by its son. So he puts his baby Kal-El on a ship and sends him back in time to Earth, to the Ukraine, and essentially making Superman a descendant of Lex Luthor. Yeah. So another grandiose idea that I read, and I'm like, that's so fucking cool. Like, what a neat idea yeah. that is. Make a third of the book about this. I right. want to see all this stuff. Right. I want to see how smart and powerful and capable Luther's descendants are. I want to see, you know, a million years into the future and what they're doing and then get get to Superman in the future having to go back in time. I don't know. I need more than a page or two about that. There's so many ideas in this book. Um, we thought, you and I kind of thought going into it, it wouldn't be that long of a read. It's three issues. So I wonder if, you know, there was so many ideas and so many things to put into it that, like, there's too many ideas, you know, for three issues. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if, like, I wonder if it was planned for more. You know, I wonder if, yeah. like, Millar wrote, like, six to ten or this, something. This could have been but 20. Then, it could have been easily yeah. been, been 20 and been awesome. Yeah, and so I wonder if 
he was supposed to compress his ideas into three issues or if he just like came up with a bunch of stuff and was like, whatever, I'm just going to stick it all in there. But yeah, you're right. It does feel like that's I think that's why all these things feel rushed. And it's like you just get it right. You know, you just get a small piece of everything you like, all the cool ideas. You get such a small piece. So it's this really dense three issues. It's just three issues that took a long time to read. But yet it's rushed, you know, it's like it's just going yeah. through all those cool ideas. So, True. yeah, yeah it, it, I would have liked this to just be 10, you know, yeah, just or, or more. Make it 10 and stretch out some of those ideas. It yeah. would have been uh, it would have been better. Yeah, it would have been way more impactful. So, yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's a good way to sum it up is there's there's a whole lot of great stuff here. And they they tried to rush it. And unfortunately, by rushing it, um, it doesn't quite work the way it should. Yeah, but um, definitely like I enjoyed the read. So my, my beefs, oh, my for critiques, sure. I'm just being a hard ass. You know, I had a great time with the book. I thought it was a lot of fun. The The great ideas far outweigh the um, the extra reading you had to do. The superhero stuff is really cool. I love the color is my favorite um, favorite part of the book other than the grandiose ideas. Good read. I liked it. I recommend it. Yeah, same. I recommend it. I'm a big fan of it. Uh, I'm going to read it again, you know, in my life, not right away. <laughs> I'm going to read it again sometime in the future. Going to go and pull that off the shelf and give it another read because uh, it was, yeah, I, I had a good time with it. It was uh, very interesting stuff. I think I need to read it again. I think there's probably a lot of things that will get filled in on a second read that I probably missed yeah. the first time, but it was so long I couldn't squeeze two reads in. Yeah. Right on. Hey, everybody. Uh, if you want to help support us here at Talking Back, tell your friend about an episode. Share one of your faves. Uh, check us out on Patreon. You can get some bonus episodes over there. We're also doing uh, some Let's Plays as well. There's been some video uh, videos dropping on YouTube of us yeah. playing video games. So uh, fun stuff there. Speaking of video games, we also have a channel on YouTube called Demo Dash, where we download a demo from the Nintendo store. And then either Dean or I plays it and tries to beat it in 20 minutes. And uh, we're having a lot of fun with that. So check that out. Also, head on over to BFOPnetwork.com. That's the place for more retro-based podcasts. And uh, we promise if you head over there, you'll find a podcast you like. Dean, thanks for joining. Thank you, Tim. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll catch you next time. La la. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And we are the hosts of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are breaking down every single episode of Seinfeld as we watch it, reliving this amazing show. That's right. It's a trip down memory lane for all of us 90s kids out there. You can find Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Patreon. La la la. 